0: Hey Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Is Spark's fly your favorite song on Speak Now and has Taylor Swift ever confirmed she wrote it about you?
1: It's so funny. This has been such a topic of conversation lately. Like I saw all this stuff popping up like all over people magazine. and it's like Taylor Swift Jake Owen song. I was like, "No. <laughs> no."
2: <laughs> Hello from Music Row in Nashville. I'm Amber Anderson and I'm super excited to have Fellow Floridian, Jake Owen. Here with us today. I'm Kelly Sutton,
0: and Jake has a brand new album called Loose Cannon. It's a big album, 16 tracks.
2: But interestingly enough, Jake didn't write any of these songs. Yeah, I'm super curious to learn more about this whole process Mm -hmm. for him. He'll be here in just a little bit. But first, we have a lot of country music news to chat about. There's tea to be spilled. This is the place.
0: This is where we spill the tea, everybody. Clearly, that's exactly what our friends Brothers Osborne did with us last month at CMA Fest. They told us on this podcast that they were self-titling their next album.
1: Part of the process of being in the studio, putting records out, playing them in front of audiences, learning what people love, meeting all the fans, it all goes into this like crazy concoction and then out comes you. And I think that's why people wait a few albums to self-title because... You're, you're not who you are on album one. You just, you just aren't. And it just seemed fitting for us to, to do that.
2: And they have officially announced that news this week. The project will drop September 15th. Mm-hmm. And of course, it includes the song Nobody's Nobody, which I love that song. And you'll find it on the Country Heat playlist. You can get all the details
0: on the project, including info on their new producer, and how all of their life changes have affected their art by listening to their episode of the Country Weekly podcast. It's just a couple episodes back, so go search it out.
2: You know, is there some type of significance, like numerology significance, with the date 915 and duos? It's the same day that Dan and Shay are releasing their next project, Bigger Houses.
0: Okay, I don't know. It will be very interesting to see if either of those dates change, because here's the weird thing. They're all going to be competing for interview times on shows and TV performances. Dan and Shay released three songs to introduce their project, including Save Me
2: the Trouble, which leads off the Country Heat playlist right now this week. I saw that they are on the cover of the playlist, which I really love. The guys did our podcast back in December of 2020, episode six. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's been so long. They are overdue for a visit.
0: I mean, that was deep in the pandemic. We were all still doing everything on Zoom. So they need to come in and do the podcast with us soon. Yes, I was just thinking that
2: the other day. Like, we need to have them here in the studio with us. Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at Life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan—
3: Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
2: But another friend of the pod has had a really big week. Eric Church... Our first ever guest here on Country Heat Weekly, he celebrated the grand opening of his new exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. It looks
0: so cool. It does. And
2: big, too. I mean, sometimes the Hall of Fame will do like
0: a spotlight exhibit that's smaller. This one is really extensive. It's called Country Heart, Restless Soul, and it's laid out chronologically. There was an invite-only reception at the Hall of Fame where Eric talked about having his career on display and getting a look at all of it with his family.
1: When you're in the tornado and you're going through it, you forget all these things that happen. And to be beside my boys tonight as we walk through and we went through, you know, those tidbits. But when they were one or two or three and they just don't remember that, that was my favorite part of this entire exhibit. Um, experiencing it again with them.
2: I saw the pictures of his boys touring the exhibit and it was so funny because Eric was in his typical black jeans, black t-shirt shades. Right. And his boys were in matching khaki pants. (laughs) suit jackets. They're precious. So cute. I mean, we normally don't get to see
0: his kids. So that was a pretty fun sneak peek. They've got everything from childhood pictures and yearbooks to the jacket that he wore when he performed at the Super Bowl. I cannot wait to go check this out. Me either. And while we're talking about Eric, he kicks off the legendary Cheyenne Frontier Days tonight. Now, this is one of the largest rodeo events in the world. It's been going on since 1897.
2: That's wild. Can you believe it?
0: (laughs) And there's always a bunch of country performers throughout the 10-day event.
2: Right. Old Dominion is there on Friday. Zach Bryan Mm -hmm. is there on Saturday. Tim McGraw, Kit Moore, John Party, Carly Pierce, they're all playing next week. But then Saturday, July 29th, they've got a real-life cowboy performing. Cody Johnson.
1: The only complaint I have about playing Cheyenne this year is I'm a week late past the World Series team roping that was going to be in town, and I was going to rope in it. And now I don't get to, but I'm excited to go back to that stage. When we played that um, two years ago, it was a Sunday, and it was the biggest Sunday crowd that they had ever had. And so I'm looking forward to coming back and kind of remaking another statement. And to be a cowboy going to play the daddy of them all, I feel like we have a little bit of an advantage.
2: The daddy of them all. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. Oh my gosh, it's going to be awesome. Okay, they're telling us that Jake Owen is in the house. So let's take a quick break and get him in the studio, and we'll be right back with Jake in the Center Stage Spotlight.
0: Welcome back to Country Heat Weekly, everybody. Jake Owen has joined
2: What's us up? in the studio. Hi, Jay. Hey.
0: I say welcome to the Country Heat House, but you've been here before. You wrote here. I was
1: here, yeah, back in the day. I, uh, I told you all earlier, I think it was Wednesday. <laughs> uh, and it was quite a few years ago. Like, 16th Ave and Music Row here has such a history. Yeah. Um, I remember when I first got here to town, my mom and I drove up and down here, 16th Ave, you know, and, and 17th and 18th. Like, it's just these one ways, but... I just remember thinking, like, God, this is it. Like, this, this is, it. is this is Music yeah. Row. Yeah. if I could and, just
0: get inside one of those buildings,
1: right. And all these years later, um, there's just been so much change in this this community in such a great way. And now you guys are here in a place that's, like it's really neat. And your building here is amazing, by the way. Thank you you. Got a vibe here.
2: That's what we we hope. We were like we we want the vibe to be comfortable, feels good. and we want to honor, you know. Love monkey that was here before us, yeah. And you know, we Bob always Shapiro. tell the story. Shout out, Shout Bob, Bob. Bob. girl. <laughs> and like we still have the bricks in the back with with all the oh, songs, yeah. with the number ones. We on didn't even change the locks. He could come anytime. He sure could. Pop on in. <laughs> always, always welcome. welcome. <laughs> always welcome. <laughs> How's your summer going? We talked a little bit before we were rolling here. You've yeah, been um, playing been busy. lots of golf.
1: I have been. I've been playing a lot of golf. I love playing golf. I I, I didn't play a lot of golf like early in my career. Um, just because I was staying so busy all the time. And um and now I'm 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 definitely staying busy, but I'm finding more time to like to just do some stuff that makes me happy outside of music. Um so yeah, I was out at Tahoe, uh Lake Tahoe playing in the American Century Championship. Um Steph Curry, shout out to Steph, won yesterday. Uh he beat my best friend in the world, Marty Fish. I grew up with Marty in Vero Beach, Florida. And um so to watch those two down the stretch was pretty good. I played with Aaron Rodgers yesterday. Um, and it was funny because the whole week people were yelling at me that they thought I was Aaron Rodgers I was
2: going to say <laughs> do people confuse you?
1: yeah all, all like like the whole tournament like little kids would be running <laughs> and with a jersey and they're like Aaron Aaron <laughs> like, and then, and then someone's like that's not Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and then the kid would just look at me and be like <laughs> oh yeah. sorry to
0: disappoint and, oh my and God. You know, then some guy next hard. to that
1: is like well that's a barefoot blue night guy <laughs> So it was cool.
0: Uh, The girls are getting big.
1: Girls are getting big. Yeah, ten and Uh, four. Four. Yeah, Paris is four, and Pearl (sighs) is ten, and that's a big difference. You know, four year old. She loves me so much, and she tells me every like five minutes. And uh, and my ten year old, she rolls her eyes. (laughs) Like she's like she's she's learned to. Yeah, it's like a weird dynamic. (laughs) Yeah, she still loves me. But I'll be like, I love you. I love you, Pearl. And she'll just be like, I love you too, Dad. You know?
2: Are either of your girls musical?
1: Oh, they both are. They love music. Which is really cool because Pearl, she loves it. And she she loves, like, a, I love it because she loves a lot of these girl artists. Last fall, I was out with uh, Mackenzie Carpenter. I took her out with us on tour. And she just fell in love with Mackenzie. And I, th- I think it's great to, like, watch my daughter now look up to a girl that's doing something that she admires, you know, and she loves Lauren Elena. Lauren texted the other day and was like, get Pearl to do this TikTok dance. (laughs) Uh, So Pearl thinks she's cool because, like, all the country girls, like, they know who she is, you know.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's really cute.
0: (laughs) When did she realize dad's job isn't like other dad's jobs?
1: I think she learned pretty early. I remember back in the day, uh, I say back in the day, I think it was, like, 2018, I was on tour, um, with, uh, I took out Jordan Davis and Chris Jansen. Chris Jansen has a little girl. I remember Pearl p- telling uh, his, Chris Jansen's daughter, like, yeah, my daddy's getting ready to go on stage. Like, you know, and, I, and and like that kind of like, because some of her other friends, like their dads don't go on stage. Right, and I just remember right. like Chris Jansen. She's like, Yeah, my dad is on stage, like right now. (laughs) You know, it was funny to see like two girls, like kids whose dads are doing this, but they're like, You know, we're like, We're doing the same thing. Yeah. So she, I think she learned at an early age, but um, we keep it like, we're, we're, one thing I learned from my mom and dad growing up is that. Um, you just have to be grateful for anything you have in your life and and always be humble. and um and and my little girls are really good about that. They understand that, like we're super lucky to be able to do this for a living. and um and and it's really been a great experience for my girls to be on the road and see people um, of all walks of life of all over this country they've gone. Like my kids have traveled more than probably the, most yeah. people have in their lifetime already. Um, And it's been like a really good education for them to see this country and see the beautiful people that fill it. And um, anyway, so, yeah, it's I love my little girls. That was a long like winded answer to Um, how are the girls doing? We love it. (laughs) they're doing really great. That's
0: right. Great. Okay, so speaking of lucky, this is lucky number seven, your album. Yeah. Seventh album. Yeah. So what are the emotions? What does it feel like now releasing your seventh album versus all the way back when you released your first album?
1: There's a lot more feeling, I think, as a new artist where you are excited to debut who you are and hope people like it. And I think at this point in my career, like I feel like um, I know who I am and I hope people like it, um, but I, I don't put so much pressure on myself because I feel like confident in the years that I've like worked hard to put out music and I've built an incredible fan base of people that love what I do. Um, and like I said a minute ago, like, I'm super grateful to even be doing this. So sometimes as a competitor, as an artist, we can all put so much pressure on ourselves because, but at the end of the day, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you just got to do the best you can do and put music out there. And people sense that. They, they sense you love it. They sense that you love that song when you sing it. And if you can just do that and be happy about it, the, the emotions at this point in my career are way different now because... I'm real confident in kind of what I'm doing and, and I'm and I'm happy with it. I'm just at, I think a different place now. Like if I have a number one song or I don't, like my little girl is still gonna say, I love you, Dad. And that's kind of where I didn't have that 15 years ago I just was alone I was like a single guy and like if it if this doesn't work out like what's my life gonna be and right now with like children and a fulfilling career and like people around me that I have lots of people around me that I work with it look like they support me more than you could ever imagine and uh to have that in your life and know that people care about you and long answer again to your short question but my emotions at this point in my career are just so um content I guess is like probably mm. the best answer.
2: I like that. I love that word. Yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that too. Well, it's been about four years since your last album. Talk about the process of putting this project together. What was that like for you?
1: It was long for sure, because, uh, you know, I don't think we intended it to be four years without putting out, a, without putting out an album. It took a while to kind of gather what we were going to do. Um, and, uh, yeah, I recorded probably 25 songs and then narrowing them down to to what I loved. Um it was kind of a long process, but it was really fulfilling just because every song that made the album is songs that I genuinely like love and I want to sing for the rest of my life.
0: That's a great filter mm-hmm. to put it through. Yep. Because you know if you put something out and you don't love it and it hits, you're still going to have to sing it the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I do that now.
2: Well, there are 16 songs on the album. You don't have any songwriting credits on this one. So in putting this together, how does that process work for you?
1: It's funny because my first two albums I made, I wrote every song on both albums. And I had pretty decent success, but it wasn't until—and that was when I said, at that early stage in your career, you're trying to prove yourself. And, like, I think everybody you want to be like, I write my songs. I sing my songs. Like, look how good I am, right? And no one cares unless your music's good. And um, when I finally reached into the well of, like, songwriting here in Nashville and started recording outside songs, my entire world changed. So this album, I put aside so many of my own songs and, like, recorded songs that were just— the best, and so uh, I really advocate for that too. For not only the songwriters here in Nashville that are, that are writing songs for other artists, but for those artists that are trying that are listening, maybe like take take songs from from publishers and songwriters because like your favorite artists of all time like didn't write every song that they right. that they put out, you know. Um George Strait did not write. I was write. about to yeah. play George
0: Strait, yeah. Like yeah. He didn't
1: write Amarillo by Morning, you know? Yeah. And Johnny Cash didn't write Ring of Fire. Yeah. Like it's and he was an incredible songwriter. And it's also a testament to like how much I'm very flattered by this. Like Like people, these songwriters that sent me songs, like they didn't have, if they didn't, if they were like, I'm not a fan of Jake's or I don't like, they wouldn't waste their time with a great song to send me. So I almost feel like super flattered when a songwriter that I admire sends me a song and says, Hey Jake, what do you think of this? And I'm like, Whoa, like you, you'll let me have this song for the rest of my life to sing. And then there's that cool partnership forever between you and that songwriter and, um, I've just really enjoyed that process throughout the years. So yeah, sixteen songs are on there, and uh, I didn't write one of them, but I definitely love every single one of them, and, and I made it my own. Love that. Well, it's funny. I got a call about, um, and hopefully, who knows? Maybe knock on wood. You never know. Maybe maybe saying this, it won't come out now. But, no, we uh,
0: manifest things in this yes, right. Okay, cool. Like, we have.
1: Like about a, a Dolly Parton candle yeah, that we light
0: and it feels really good. Good vibes, good About vibes. a year right. and a half
1: ago, uh, um, and over COVID, I wrote a song. I won't tell you the title of it, but I I, I just wrote the song, and then I kind of just, I didn't remember it. I didn't put it. And then all of a sudden, one day, my phone rang, and it was Kenny uh, and Chesney. Casual. Way, sorry, yeah. First ca- name casual. basis. I just say, well, Kenny's like, hey, it's Kenny. Uh, <laughs> And it was like, yo, dude, I just recorded your song. And I was like, what song? Like, what are you talking about? And he told me the song. And I thought about how funny that is because I'm a fan of so many other people as songwriters. I don't put enough emphasis on myself. Maybe it's because I just think that I've I've enjoyed finding those other songs. But to get a call from a guy like Kenny Chesney that I didn't even send the song to nor expect I didn't like, I wouldn't pitch it to him. Yeah. Like I don't record my own songs, but like Kenny Chesney's gonna record <laughs> one of them. That's cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. And um, so I'm going to get back to I have a lot of songs that I still want to be heard. I just haven't found the right time for them yet. Um, so, yeah. And
0: they'll find their time. That's exactly right. Sure there will, will be a time. Yep. They will find their time. They will raise time. their hand. Okay, so maybe the album. it's a Wednesday. Oh, maybe. it's going to be a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. After 10 a.m. though, yeah. right?
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> the album is called Loose Cannon, which is also the last track that's on the album. What made you pick that song to use yeah. as the album title?
1: Well, if you have somewhat probably been paying attention to this entire interview, I am quite a bit of a loose cannon. Um, you can ask me the simplest of questions, and I'll give you the most odd answers. My mind just is always spinning, and so this song in particular is like, is about a solid rock, like your significant other, that if, like, as long as you're my rock, you know, I'll be your landslide. Um as long as you're my anchor, I'll be your loose cannon. And I'm really lucky that I have some awesome anchors in my life, Whether starting with my mom um, and my family that allowed me to do this for a living. But, like, more importantly, like, Erica in my life right now, my fiance, my two girls, per- Paris and Pearl. Um, I, I was, like, this reckless, abandoned guy for so long. Um, and a lot of people that know me will tell you the same. And then all of a sudden, like, I just, like, found this, like, peace of life when—, when 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 these anchors came into my life and like anchored me to this wholesome ground, and uh, and so I heard that song and I was like, "Who is this?" And like, this is my life. It's weird. I even have like a badass '69 black Camaro. And there's in the, the bridge of the song, I'm like, I'm listening to the song. And, can I play it for you?
2: Yes, please. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, of
0: course.
1: I don't even know if this is in tune. Let's see. Hold on.
0: It's usually a prop, so it's probably <laughs> not in tune. I'm guessing.
1: And the second verse says, "Like your daddy shook his head the day I shook his hand, he didn't want his baby with some guitar-playing man rambling on from town to town." Which I've been doing for so long. Like you, you sometimes think that, like, when you're out on the road doing what you're doing, and you're like single, and I, I, you know, it's no, it's no unknown thing that I was that I've been divorced you know and so and I think a lot of that had to do with my career and like just being gone and so anyways like to find someone that like is like your rock and can be there for you and 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 believes in you and the 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 the, the uh, excuse me, the bridge that I was telling you about, all of a sudden I'm like, this is my song, this is my song. <laughs> and then the bridge hits, and it's like, baby, you can be my straight and narrow. I'll be your no-brakes black Camaro. And I was like, what? Like <laughs> I been have a 69 black Camaro <laughs> that is like the, the the epitome of like of the 70s muscle cars, like be a badass, you know, and like and all, and it's, and uh, you can be my straight and narrow I'll be your no brakes black Camaro. You be my written in blood red letters. I'll be your old Bob Seger record. You bring the cool, and I'll bring the fire. You plant the roots, and I'll hang the wire. We'll walk together hand in hand. A good-hearted woman, and Kelly, you know I'm a hard-headed man.
0: <laughs> perfect.
1: She's known me for this a long
0: time. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. So who wrote the song?
1: Matt Roy. Shout out Matt Roy. Again, songwriters, man. I'm telling you. This guy's incredible. Matt Roy's incredible. And that was
0: was solo. He
1: wrote it by himself. And like. Wow. And. I said to him, I, I did a really cool, not to like a plug here, but yeah. it, Matt really deserves this. Like, he's an incredible songwriter and artist. He puts out his own music, but I, t- I took him on like this interview thing to Hugh Babies here in town, which is a great burger spot. It's very good. And uh, we were just sitting outside <laughs> and I was asking him questions about the song. I'm like, how did you write the song? Like, did you know me? Did yeah. you follow me around? Yeah. Were you like flying on the wall? Did, like, did you like you know this song? Did, did, did you, you talk answer my somebody? like prayers of like, <laughs> crazy. But, you know? And uh, he's like, nah, man, I, I was, uh, He's like, I'm big into, like, uh, I was reading. He's like, I like to read history or, like, I'll read Wikipedia on things. I was like, what were you reading? Like, loose cannon. Like, what were you, like, reading about pirates? And he was like, yes, I was actually. <laughs> so he's he like reading about some pirate. I forget the guy's name. Let's call him Captain Hook. And uh, <laughs> Those
2: are my favorite stories. Right.
1: And he's like, I just had this idea about, right? So he's like, I wrote it. I didn't think it was any good. And then I came back to it and rewrote it. And then he's like, and then you heard it. And then it just—and so that's the beauty, and I think the even more magic of, like, when a song aligns with an artist that goes, whoa, this is my life. Like, I feel like I can deliver this. Like, I just picked up this guitar to play it for you because I wanted to play this song for you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I want to be an artist that, like, when I get in front of anyone, I'm like, wait till you hear this. Here you go. <laughs> right? Right. And—, and I've, i I just think that it's important in life. Here I am getting off camera. Hold
0: on. No, you're fine. Uh, I think All it's good. important
1: like for us as artists to make music that you're so excited to tell people about. And you're yeah. like, I can't wait to play you this song. But at the same time, like you can live it. You yeah. know? And yeah. like you don't I think there's goes back to that dynamic of like, oh well if you don't write your own songs, are you living it? Are you really and I think it's. I think it goes both ways. Like, well, I think mm-hmm. there's a beauty to like finding who you are through a song that you admire, and that's that's artistry. Truly,
0: people know when it's real. They know that that's yeah. that song is you, and the fact that you just lit up when you're playing it. Yeah, like they're gonna see that and feel that, and that's real to them, and that's why they love it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's when you're trying to be something that you're not. People can see through that, and that's when it never yeah. works.
1: But I also, I think every night, like I look out, I see like all these guys in the crowd that are there with like. Their significant others or whatever. And I'm like, you're you're a loose cannon too, dude. Like, <laughs> like, you're to so to lucky to have her. <laughs> or vice yeah, versa. You know, yeah. like you guys are lucky to have each other. Like we're all like, we're all the yin and yangs of each other. And um, and I just think like, yes, this song means a lot to me, but hopefully just like made for you was. Like when mm-hmm. I heard that, I was like, people are gonna relate to this. Oh yeah. And so that's the kind of stuff I want to do and make, and that was a long answer to how this process of this album is <laughs> going. <an> amazing. I loved
0: it. We loved every minute. Okay, so on the flip side, on the boat again.
1: On the boat again.
0: Where did this come from? Was it written specifically for you? How did it get uh, tossed to you? What happened?
1: No, I mean, I think uh, some guys were just having fun one day. I'm sure, probably. Um, and uh, <laughs> there's quite a few writers on this song, um, including Willie Nelson. Obviously, gets the ode because uh, the guys kind of took the melody for on on the road again, and kind of interpolated it into on the boat again. And me being kind of the known guy, like, I I would say in in this format of country music that has, like, grown up on boats, loves boats, I'm a water guy, most of my songs have been that way, it just kind of made sense. And I love Willie Nelson, so not only can I put a song out about something I love, boating, but it can kind of stem in off a melody of a person I love, Willie, and, like, hopefully by putting it out, like, Willie can get paid, you know what I mean? Like, he deserves (laughs) it, like, after all these years, you know,
2: have you gotten any like any feedback any notes from Willie's camp any has anything come down
1: Well his son Lucas is a great guy he actually reached out and he's like Jake if like let me know I want to play for dad like like I want to like send me something so I thought that was really neat cuz I would never reach out and ask you know and so it just fit it fit what I do and that's why I did it and it's not brain surgery it's not it's just something that feels good in the summertime And I, it's a song once again That I'll sing for the rest of my life And have a really good time doing it And I bet I would have said the same thing about a song called Yeehaw like 15 years ago And <laughs> yeah. I still sing it every night And people love it.
0: love it So last question Are you happier now than you've ever been?
1: I feel like it I, don't, I, I swear I, I don't know what else I could I, I moved to Nashville To do this And it's happened and I've spent a lot of years like um, figuring a lot of stuff out. I'm more fulfilled than I've ever been in my life. Like um, making a new, but I just put a new record out. I've got two healthy, beautiful girls, a woman that loves me. I've got family. I got my mom and My dad just caddied for me. He's 72 years old. At the at, Incredible. Yeah, like, he was He was carrying my bag, walking down the fairway, like, giving Aaron Rodgers, like, <laughs> slack about, about his football career, you know? And Steph Curry's, like, talking to him. I have a picture of earlier I was looking at I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, my dad's, like, directing this, this whole, like, conversation. And Steph Curry's there and Canelo the fighter. And I'm thinking, like, I'm blessed. Like, I'm yeah. looking at it like Tahoe. I have a career that people like my songs and... Um. Yeah, I'm the hap- I think I'm the happiest I've ever been. I just don't feel like anything's missing in my life. I just feel like I'm lucky that everything I have, and now it's up to me to like maintain this gift that has been like I- I've been blessed with.
0: Mm, I love that. Me That's too. awesome. All right, are you ready for burning questions? These are fast. Just yes. First thing. Let's go. In your head. Ready? Let's talk about it. Everyone who comes on has to do the round of burning questions. All right. Hard hitting journalism. This
1: is love what we do. It.
2: Ready? What's your handicap? One. Favorite body of water to be on. In the boat.
1: Any body of water? Just any floating?
2: Not the Gulf of Mexico, though, right?
1: I've not spent much time (laughs) in the Gulf of Mexico, but I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I wouldn't be be opposed to it. It's the best. Yes, that's what I hear. It is the best. But it's not an ocean. It's a gulf. I also wonder, why is it the Gulf of Mexico? Why does Mexico get all the credit for it? Because it's also the Gulf off of Florida. So why is it not the Gulf of Florida? Mm.
2: I'm, or always the Gulf gonna, of Texas. I'm always gonna I'm always gonna vote f- putting Florida in everything. So <laughs> these are the hard hitting questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, these are great, great this questions. This is what we
2: do here.
0: Okay. You drop money in a jukebox. First song you're playing is
1: Don't Rock the jukebox.
2: <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> ah, perfect. What is your must have on the bus?
1: My guitar for sure. That's a must have. But like I'm not really like one of these weirdos that needs to have I don't know, I love watermelon. I like watermelon, Florida okay. guy. There you, you go. Know. Okay. Nothing weirdo.
0: Okay. Okay. Is Sparks Fly your favorite song on Speak Now and has Taylor Swift ever confirmed she wrote it about you?
1: It's so funny. This has been such a topic of conversation lately. Like I I, out at Tahoe or something, I I was this sounds bad, but I was I really was like looking up to see the scores. So I was like typing my name in. I Googled myself to see my scores, like what they compared to at the tournament. And when I typed my name in, like don't that was scared me because all of a sudden like I saw all this stuff popping up, like all over People Magazine, It's like Taylor Swift, Jake Owen song. I was like, no, (laughs) no. My whole career, people have said that. Like, mm-hmm. they've m- mentioned right. that. And I'm just, like, always laughed, thinking that, like, okay, sure, you know. But um, but it's true, though. I've known Taylor for, for a very long time. Um, and we met for the first time at a bar in uh, Portland, Oregon. She was 16, maybe, at the time. And it was Halloween night. And she was wearing these angel wings. Uh, uh, like, she was in full costume, wearing, like, angel wings and a halo. And uh, we played in a bar about the size of this room. <laughs> And she opened for me that night and, uh, and yeah and then and then we were friends for like quite some time I, I would say we still are I just haven't seen her since she became like world famous superstar <laughs> correct um, yeah but uh yeah like it, she was maybe I don't know I wish I had an answer I, I, but I would never be the guy that's like yeah she wrote that song about me you know what I mean I'm just glad that I'm a guy that never did it wrong you <laughs> know what I mean like I was just like if, if she did write it about me at least it's like You're it's like, not <laughs> like it's like it's you a know it's yeah like she, it's, you did she not dear John yeah, it's, she yeah. Did, like I didn't wrong her you know what I mean so I don't know, Taylor. Hope you're you're great. I'm sure you are. So am I.
2: Um, Okay, so other than this bar in Portland, what is the strangest place you've ever played a show?
1: I don't know. I remember laughing, playing shows back in college. I had a band called Yeehaw Junction uh, that I used to play that we started, a friend of mine and I did. And shout out Ryan Parsons. Um, And we played in a... Like in a barn for a hay – they used to have like hay rides, you know, for turning and sorority parties, and I played in a barn. And it was cool because I remember – I'll never forget. We had a stage like in the middle of the – like of the middle of the barn, and all, there were horse stalls on either side. So like throughout the show, like there was all these college kids, you know, like drinking keg beer and whatever. But every now and then, like you play a song, and like a horse will just stick his head <laughs> out. And he'd be like <laughs> – You know what I mean? Like a horse does. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, like Mr. Ed is hanging out listening to me sing, don't rock the jukebox, you know? So that's probably the coolest. Like, you tell me the next time any of you guys play a show where you've got not only people, but, like, horses sticking their head out the stall, like, winking at you, like, yeah, that's a good one. This was in Tallahassee? Yeah.
2: That's the most Tallahassee thing you'll ever hear. Yeah. Uh, Okay, what's the last thing you bought on Amazon?
1: I'll tell you. Hold on. The last thing I ordered... Um oh <laughs> five Fluger Supreme Spinning Fishing Reels. <laughs> right there. There they are. Oh, those are oh, nice. Oh, those yeah. Are nice. That was it. yeah. So was that as Why exciting? Five? As you Why thought? do you need five? Uh before that, lot. I ordered some um some sunglasses. These are pretty sweet. They're pretty dope. Like yellow lenses. Those are nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Check nice. them out. They're like 12 bucks. And when I got them, all of my friends were like, those are the sweet, <laughs> those are the sweetest <laughs> sunglasses way. I've ever seen, man. Like, where'd you get those? Like Amazon, $12. Amazon. I ordered like four pairs of them. Vanilla bean powder. I ordered that too. I know you only asked for one, but well, I'm just like, giving you the rundown.
0: Talk about loose cannon.
2: This I whole, love it. This whole like rapid fire question. See, this is like, I that's know. what I'm telling right. you. Yeah. Well, you guys, the album is called Loose Cannon. You can stream the entire thing right now on Amazon Music. Multiple times. The tour of the same name gets underway this fall. We're really excited about that. Thank you so much for being here, Jake. Yeah. Had so much it's really fun. Good, good to, to see, y'all. see you all.
1: Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> okay. I don't know how this happened, but next week's center stage guest is also a Floridian course. I love it. (laughs) Ashley Cook's going to be here with us talking about her debut album Shot in the Dark. Okay, but to be fair, there are a
0: lot more country artists from Florida than from my home state of Indiana.
2: I mean, we could put Steve Warner on our wish list (laughs) and then I wouldn't feel quite so left out. Oh, poor Kelly. (laughs) I mean, back to Ashley's album, though. It is so good, you guys. So go ahead, start streaming it on Amazon Music so that you are all ready for next week's show. You know, I was looking at the songwriting credits, as I always do. She has some really heavy hitters on this album. I mean, especially with her being a new artist, she's in some really big rooms. Of course she is. And listen to
0: the duet partners that she has on there. Nate Smith, Jackson Dean... And
2: Colby Calais. Casual. (laughs) Right? It's It's huge. So awesome. The best thing you can do to never miss an episode is to follow Country Heat Weekly wherever you listen to your podcast.
0: And if you are listening on a platform that allows you to give a user review, well, please help us out by saying nice things about the show and giving us a five-star review. We'd really love that. Thanks, friends. See you next week. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Country Heat Weekly ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at listenerstudy.com
3: you are playing with me, right?
0: You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery+. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.